Hello, hello. Welcome to Sharda Tea Tuesdays. Did y'all see my buddy Max? Oh my gosh. That is my buddy. So I just want to say, if you have not been paying attention, I need for you to wake up, get yourself together, and I want you to listen to this story. Now, we've already did part one at the beginning of the year. So this is part two with Miss Audra Beasley. And her son is Max. And so that's where we're talking about Max Law. So, Audrey, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's been a long day. It's um, been a long day. I know. It has. It's. It's. There's been a lot going on, but um, a lot of good, too. The Science Museum of Oklahoma reached out to me today and let me know that their wayfinding signs are in and they're hung and they look great. I don't know if you saw that post, but so their project is, is fully complete as of today. So they have their table installed. They've got their website up to date. It's actually one of the websites that anyone could turn to to look to, for example, as far as every need has been planned for and met in that building. And they've made it very easy for any visitor to go in and just, whether it's a breastfeeding mother, a, an individual with disabilities needing a sensory kit or a space, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's definitely some good news. That's some good news. And that's the Oklahoma Science Museum? The Science Museum, Oklahoma. Okay. Yes. Science they were, Oklahoma. They were, they, were the, they were the first to make accommodations for Max. I reached out to Melody Munez. She's the uh, director of guest services. And within a month, within months, uh, and, and in the middle of COVID, the height of COVID, like um, March of 2020, I think, that time, she reached out to me and let me know that they had installed a, a just a, a medical table, not a high adjustable table, but they had put a medical table in. Okay. At least they were doing something. They, they started did, off with- They acted. Right. Yeah. They acted. Thank goodness. Thank you, Science Museum, for, for taking, the initiative, taking the lead to doing something. And now they have fully installed the adult, the universal- Adult station. Yes. I mean, yes. This, Thanks to Woven Life. Woven Life gave a generous donation. Um, in fact, they funded several projects in, in Oklahoma City. It's an, it's a, they're an amazing nonprofit serving those with disabilities. And so they funded the Oklahoma City Zoo's project okay. and the Bethany Children's Health Center's project. And um, they, they just have amazing leadership and a willingness to collaborate. It's awesome. And that's called Woven Life. Woven Life, okay. And so they're a nonprofit organization based yeah. in Oklahoma? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Writing this down. Sorry. Gotta make my notes over here. So so since the last time that we talked, um, a lot of things has happened. I mean, it's been what a good thirty days, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I know you you're on the campaign trail. You've been uh you've been on the go, you've been busy. Definitely. Yes. Definitely non-stop just but I like to stay busy. So. Oh that's good. That's yeah. good. And I had the opportunity to meet Max at the uh MLK meeting uh that we had about the parade and he is adorable. I just love his personality. Um <laughs> we took some pictures together and he just said, you know, I'm I'm cool. I said, you know what? You sure are. You are definitely cool. And I'm happy to meet a cool guy. So where do we go from here with we have the upcoming elections that's coming up. 
Um, legislation just started yesterday with their session. So I know there's a lot of things going on. And so Max Law, I, I just forgot the number just that fast. Um, HB. How spelled 1038. 1038. Thank you. Yeah. HB 1038. So I want you guys to write that down. So then when, when she's giving you this ask of what you need to do, you'll be able to, you'll know, you'll refer back to that bill number. So that way you kind of know, you can remind them. All right. So HB 1038, that's what we are focused on today. Now, I, I did hear on um, um, one of the news stations when Governor Stitt came on and he said that there were thousands of bills that were on the docket for this year. Oh, yeah. Now, I know that's, that that is a lot. Thousands. I mean, just imagine. I don't know how they're trying to pass, but thousands of bills. But one of those bills is HB 1038. Yeah. So what can we do to help them get an understanding of we need this, we need this support. We need this to, to move past the house. I think I think just reaching out to your lawmakers and if you can take time to personally go see them about it. Um, okay. I, I believe that maybe sometimes our emails and phone calls get lost in all the shuffle. But if you could if you have time to spend your um, time at the Capitol and, and exercise your um, your voice. It really demands all Oklahomans pay attention to this issue. Um, after 288 grievances filed with the Oklahoma House of Representatives in the Senate in 2020 that went ignored, after another round of ADA grievances filed with the House and Senate that were responded to inappropriately that triggered attorneys to get involved, after a complaint with the United States Department of Justice on Title II violations and an appeal. And I know another family that's filed a, a similar complaint. Um, the Oklahoma legislature has a duty under statute to govern that building. There's a specific statute in our Oklahoma statutes that our legislators and the pro temp of our Senate and the Speaker of the House has an obligation to Oklahomans over that specific building. This is not just a typical bill that's being filed. It's a bill that's addressing a barrier that's been around for decades that's gone un that's gone unseen. Um, I'm a very active uh, person when it comes to my civil rights. I like to participate in uh, parades and walks and go up to the uh, Capitol and exercise my voice. And I raised my children to do that too. And when I discovered that Max didn't have access at the Oklahoma Children's Hospital, leadership in that building acted quickly to remove the barrier. Um, lack of restroom access for disabled individuals requiring caregiver assistance is often an unseen issue. But once you see it, how can you deny that there's not an issue there, right? Right, right. Um, there's been a lot of what I consider willful neglect of duty at the Capitol. And I think a lot of it might fall under legislators not knowing that there's a statute out there that gives them, um, that directs them that 
the Capitol is governed by them, that specific building. So with that statue, what's that, um, do you recall that statue number? I'll look it up real quick. I we know you've done your research a long, long time ago. <laughs> you well, I'm a paralegal. My 20 years experience as a paralegal, um, all of this is really easy for me. I don't mind reading. I don't mind diving into to state statutes and federal laws, especially when it comes to my child. Um, let me look here. So with this state statute that's been created long, long time ago, mm -hmm. and it's, it's basically written that the government has, they govern, they pretty much own this building. So you have to make sure that it's up to code yeah. for individuals that have special accommodations or any type of disability. So that way they can be able to have access and come and go as they please, right? Well, the, the ADA, the ADA states that in the event a barrier is, is made known that is above and beyond what the ADA standards for accessible design are. Okay, so there's, there's a, a huge misconception. So when I go into a building, and one of the first questions people ask me are, are well, these, these restrooms are brand new. They're, they passed code. They, are, they comply with ADA standards. Yes, your family restroom and your women and men's restroom comply with the ADA standards for accessible design. They're called the 2010 ADA standards for accessible design. That's one issue. There's another issue over here that in the event there's a barrier to a building, that that barrier has to be um, removed and done so in an, in an appropriate time and manner. And the only way that they can get out of removing the barrier is if they can prove that it is an undue hardship on that building. An undue so hardship on yeah, the building. Undue. So, or if it changes the, the design or in, if it changes the programs. So being, being in compliance with the 2010 ADA standards for accessible design and being in compliance with the ADA are two totally different conversations. Yeah. So our capital and its newly renovated spaces comply with the 2010 ADA standards for accessible design. But whenever I've presented a barrier to the building in 2019, I let the whole legislature, every member of our legislature of 2019, know that there was a barrier in that building. And this was before Max weighed 50 pounds. This was, I, I asked for help knowing that there was a problem coming down the road. Mm -hmm. Max weighed about 45 pounds, I guess. I don't remember exactly. But then the 2020 legislature came and we had great support. I had great, great conversation with everyone in the building. And then nobody was acting. And I had read these, um, I had read these statutes about, about the law. Whenever I was researching to, to draft the, to gather information to draft Max's law, I read all these statutes regarding the Capitol building. Right? I still mm -hmm. can't find it. I, 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 gotta, I think I posted it on Facebook. I'll see if I can find it on there. But Anyway, so I filed an ADA grievance with it, with the ADA coordinators for the Oklahoma House and the Oklahoma Senate, and they went completely ignored. 
So, but, but I, but isn't it written somewhere that when you file a grievance, that there is an, a certain amount of time that you're supposed to respond to that grievance? Fourteen I mean, days. Okay. Okay. And so within that 14 days, they did not respond. So then what's the next step? The next step is you hire attorneys. Mm, and that caused... Um, I didn't hire attorneys in 2020 because I, I filed my grievance and with days, the capital COVID hit state and the capital shut down. Right. Okay. And I gave, I gave, and it doesn't matter whether the capital shut down or not. Business was still carried on. Right. I don't, I mean, I, I gave them grace, right? Mm -hmm. I thought, well, the capital shut down. The bill is dead. They're only going to, legislative 2020 session they were focused on um the budget right mm -hmm. yeah so anyway come 2021 um we file we file max's law again and representative kevin west even though he voted for it in 2020 he he voted yes for the same exact legislation in 2020 he refused to let anyone hear that bill and let it sit on his desk and die so, so help me understand, help me understand. I'm trying to, because if I say yes, I support this bill, then why are we not having the conversation of what that needs to happen? They won't even talk to me. Kevin West refuses to talk to me. Okay. He won't, he won't. I've emailed him so many times and asked for, asked for a meeting with him. And you know, I'm just a mile from his district. Right. And I think I think I saw on your uh, in your group of uh, Oklahoma changing stations. I think that was his name. He There's a whole leader. mess of them in South Oklahoma City that are acting as an obstacle for this. And um, it's very clear that there is um, political gameplay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have we have one hundred and one hundred and forty nine lawmakers in Oklahoma. Right. A hundred. So what, so even though we have, and I want to say these few, even though it seems like more than a few, but we have these few that do not want to support this bill or they don't want to talk about it, I should say, because I don't want to put words in anyone, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. So they do not seem as if they're in favor of moving forward with this, with this bill. So then it comes to the point of, well, where do we go from here? We don't, we can't just not do anything. Max continue to age. Um, he's grown into a young man. And so mm -hmm. he's still going to need access. And Max is not the only child out here. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I feel, I feel like there is a piece that I'm, that I'm missing. Like someone's not telling us what we need to do next in order to get, I mean, I know eventually they need to be out of office, but yeah. it's like, do you, do you have to go to the point where you're getting an attorney to file a dis, um, uh, discrimination suit against them? I spent four hours on the phone today looking for an attorney. Four hours. Okay. I talked to five different law firms and they have to know the whole thing. It's, it's a 30 minute phone call with every attorney 
And then they come back and say, well, we either have a conflict of interest or we don't have the manpower to take this case. I had an attorney for one day. And then whenever I chose to run for city council, the law firm that uh, was going to take the case said that they had to uh, decline because they represent IMSA. So I had to choose whether or not to run for city councilor. Because they represent IMSA. Yeah, it'd be a conflict of interest if I got elected to city council. So I had to choose to run for city councilor to finally find an attorney. I know these le these legislatures, these lawmakers have put me through hell. Oh, I can only imagine. They have put me through hell. And they all deserve to be held accountable for it. We're talking about Oklahomans directing other Oklahomans to the floor in our publicly funded Capitol building and our publicly funded buildings. Mm -hmm. So if I call up and go talk to Ryan Walters about accessibility issues at my kid's school and at Jeff Jefferson uh, Middle School up here, accessibility issues, I see it nearly every single school. And I took Max with me. You know, they direct me to the floor in that building. Mm. They direct Still. my son to the floor and direct me to the floor too. It's they're directing me to the floor. It's not right. just him. And it is very personal because I'm being directed to the floor in a restroom. Mm -hmm. I take that very personal. And for anyone who's in the way of legislation moving forward, when we have 17 states across the nation, now there's four capitals in this in the nation when Oklahoma could have been first. And I've been told Oklahoma will be last because I'm they're prideful. I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that they are not last. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to stay optimistic. I, I really am. I really am. I'm going to try to stay optimistic. So I want to ask you a question. Um, ACLU, I think I'm having Yes. I have haven't you contacted them yet. No. You have fact, not. Okay. No, I need to. I, I've contacted the NAACP and not had a response, but the, there, whenever I went to the, they had a gathering at the Capitol after women's rights were, um, oh, I forget the women's um, gathering. Uh, okay. I forget what they called that rally, but um, I took down a phone number of a lady and maybe you can help me. But yes, okay. I need to call the ACLU. Yes, because that came to mind because I've seen um, they've had some projects and uh, documentaries mm -hmm. that has uh, come out. And I know I, I feel as if and I've, I've never worked with them personally, but I feel as if they have mm -hmm. some sort of maybe connections or even possibly funding to be able to help with this. Because this is like you mentioned earlier, this is going into civil your, oh, civil, your civil rights are being um, denied, not just you as a mom, but also Max as a U.S. citizen. And so as he continued to grow into a young man, they're going to continue to get denied. And yeah. he, should, he should not be directed to the floor. No, no parent or no child or even adult should be referred to the floor to use the bathroom. That's ridiculous. It, it really is ridiculous. I want to. I want to share this with you. Um, I. Um, I was at. Well, I'm just gonna say the library. I'm not gonna say which library because 
I don't want them to feel like I'm tying them into this. But I was at a public library. And I went to the bathroom. And I looked at the floor. Because I saw the, um, the baby changing station on the wall. And I thought of Max. And then I looked at the floor that I'm standing on. And that floor was filthy. All, all bathroom floors are gross. They really yeah. are when you look at them. I mean, yes. And and, there's, and when I went to this library, it was in the evening. So there's been several traffic in and out, in and out, in and out. And it was just filthy. And I just thought about, I just thought about you guys. And I said, just imagine she has to put her child on the floor just to change me. If you wanted to come to the library just for a program or just to check out a book or whatever that he wants to do at the library. And he has mm-hmm. to be on the floor. Yeah. Oh, I don't put him on the floor. We just don't oh, I, oh, I know you don't. I know yeah. you don't. But the, the, the point that the um, people in authority refer you, oh, just change him on the floor. You know, like. To me, that just made me curious. And I said, okay, we got we to gotta figure this out. I'm not for sure exactly where to go. And I wanted to make a video, but. Do I was, it. I was make a video and post it to the group. Just say, just say I'm at this random library and this floor is disgusting. <laughs> okay, I will do it. <laughs> I will do it because I really had you guys on my, on my mind. And I just thought about, you know, how you said you wanted to go to D.C., and you want him to be able to tour and to see different things and uh, to take him places. And just imagine having to, even the thought of someone saying that to you, that's that's ridiculous. When I went uh, last year, whenever we were uh, looking at drafting and, and introducing 3015, which was the visitor center bill, I went out to the closest visitor center in Oklahoma City at Midwest City Visitor Center. And I ran into two of our state employees that work out there and I let them know who I was and why I was there. And she said, you know, nobody's ever come in here and asked, but we don't have a, we don't have a place for him. And that's just really wrong. And I walked and went out. We have a dog park. Every single one of our dot of our visitor centers has a dog park. Our airports have service animal relief areas. Federal regulations. If you go to any airport in this country, there's a dog park or there's a there's a service animal relief area. And we need those because if I had a service animal, I should be able to relieve my service animal and not have to go through a checkpoint and go outside and come back in and I'd miss my connection, right? Right. So needed. But whenever I asked Karen Carney out there and the lady at the visitor center, I said, why do people prioritize pets over people? Mm. Is especially when they know about the issue, prioritizing prioritizing your time to focus on pets over people. Mm-hmm. Well, Karen Carney at the airport is like, I don't, I don't like this at all. So that's how Oklahoma Will Rogers World Airport became the seventeenth airport in the country of hundreds. There are hundreds of airports across this country, and Will Rogers World Airport was the seventeenth that I'm aware of that had an adult size, that now has an adult size changing table and Tulsa International and Stillwater plan on too. But the, all, all three of those major airports have service animal relief areas. Right. Now, and it's funny how you can, like you said, we care more about the pets than we do of the people. 
Sorry yeah. about my phone ringing, y'all. I should have unplugged it, but that's okay. But it, but but how can we care more about the pets than the people? Because to be truthful, the pets can't enter the building without the people. <laughs> if Max, if Max had a service animal, if Max had a service animal at the Will Rogers World Airport before that adult size changing table was added, mm-hmm. his service animal would have had more federal protections. Still does. Those adult size changing tables aren't regulated by anybody. I've reached out to Congressman um, Mark Wayne Mullen and I asked his legislative assistant, his healthcare legislative assistant, I said, if I come schedule a visit with Congressman Mullen, where would I change Max's diaper in that building, in that federally funded, our taxpayer funded building? You know, he still hasn't gotten back to me. Mm-hmm. I asked Congressman Langford legislative assistant same same thing they don't have the answer i'd be changing him in the parking lot outside i'll tell you what i went over to the united states district court for the western district of oklahoma down downtown that big federal courthouse and if when, once i find an attorney to take this case that's probably where that case will be filed in jurisdiction right. here in oklahoma city there's a museum on the south end of that building and i i went in there one day because uh John Rex is just a couple blocks from there. And I thought, well, this is a free museum. I, if we can get kids to come down here and they can learn a little bit about the judicial system. Mm-hmm. I said, well, if my son were to come down here and he needed restroom access while here with his friends and his classmates, where would you direct? If, if I were with him, where would you direct me to change his diaper? They said, put him on the floor in the women's restroom. But we have a federal law, it's called the Babies Act of 2016. Uh, Congressman Cicilline out of Rhode Island introduced it and Obama signed it. But it requires all federal buildings, the bathrooms available in every situation act, bathrooms available in every situation act, that every federal building have a baby changing station. But what they failed to recognize is They have federal regulations for babies zero to 50 pounds and 51 pounds or older. There is no federal protection in any of our federal regulations. None. So so it's like they forgot the rest of the people. That's right. So then that subjects people like Senator Greg Treat, Senator Kevin West, um, Paul Rosino, Chris Kennedy, all these legislators that are against updating our building standards to put an end to Oklahomans directing other Oklahomans to the floor in our publicly funded buildings. Mm -hmm. It gives Mm -hmm. them the idea. It's called ambiguity. It gives them the idea that they get to interpret what the law means. Mm. But if I were to say you take Max one day when he weighs 50 pounds he has restroom access in our capital because there's a baby changing station in there. And then one day, because he weighs 51 pounds, he no longer has restroom access. And that's an issue for our lawmakers in that building. Right. Issue for our lawmakers in every single one of our state owned buildings. It's an issue for even our privately funded buildings. So the science museum, Oklahoma is not a state owned building. They chose to do that to put an end to their employees having no other choice but to direct people to the floor or watch them leave the building or worse, 
know that they're not coming to the science museum because if they don't have restroom access. Mm -hmm. It's an important issue for our lawmakers and it deserves unanimous support. It does. It really, yeah. it really does. And I, I just, um, me part, and this is just me personally. It, it breaks my heart for you to even have to go through so many hurdles with something that's just to me i feel like it's simple mm -hmm. if it's if it's funding then say that it's funding if it's we don't mm -hmm. have the the um, the the money to do this for every building then then say that but when you're just silent when you don't do anything and you continue to ignore the problem and it continues to get worse and worse. And you know the child is growing and he's not the only one that's affected. And then you go on these campaigns and you say, I'm supporting all of Oklahoma. I want all of Oklahoma to have rights. And uh, I'm thinking about the children, our future of Oklahoma. Then how, how are you not thinking about the children that needs your help? I don't get that. And Governor, did you watch the State of the State? We have no. so much money in savings. Governor's is talking about giving us a tax cut. I didn't get a chance to watch it, so no. I, I I missed We've that. Got so. a lot of money just sitting around. That there's, oh. you know, we could be, we could, you know, had had Max's law passed the 2020 legislative session, the first Americans Museum possibly would have opened with an adult size changing table because that family restroom is is big enough to accommodate one. Right. And there's good news coming with that project. But yeah, we have money. We have, we have, I mean, ton. we have um, billions sitting in the bank. Mm -hmm. Oh, I believe you. About giving us a tax cut. But and then we've got lawmakers like Kevin West saying we don't have the money to do this. You don't have, right. So which one is it? No, do we have the money or we don't have the money. And you know, it's, it's a shame. It, it, um, He's terming out. There's a lot of them that are terming out. Greg Treat's terming out. Now, hopefully our whole legislature gets a new... I feel sorry for our legislators and having to deal with all the, the games they play. They play mm -hmm. a whole lot of games. And they a lot of them have chosen to put a six-year-old child right in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and this is what I would like to know. Is at what point do you feel like it's acceptable to refuse the the decency for a child to use a restroom and 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 then even let's go a little bit further because they're I'm quite sure they have children and their children is going to have children and so what's going to happen when it's when it's your turn and you're looking like oh darn then you then you then you're going to start thinking, oh, I should have acted on this a little bit sooner. You know, um, last year we, I had a group of friends. We, the committee hearing, the first committee hearing on House Bill 3015, <clears throat> and it passed that committee with unanimous support. And that day I, I walked down, the whole group of us, my friends, our family walked down to Senator Greg Treat's office. And um, just as we were going through the hall, he was coming from his, from his office and I got to speak with him in the hallways. First time I'd ever got to speak with him. And I said, Senator Treat, why won't you let my son have restroom access in this building? And his, his young daughter was standing right next to him. 
they were up there that day and Max was with me and he looked at me and he said, your son does have restroom access in this building. And he walked off from me. And I remember his daughter standing at those steps, looking back at me. She's just looking at me. <coughs> Excuse me. And you wonder, we wonder why uh, uh, hate and discrimination that is taught. That is taught in a home. She got to witness her daddy tell me and my son, which she doesn't know what's all going on. Right. But she got to witness her daddy look at me and my son by my side and him just totally oblivious to the reality of our situation. You know, maybe it's the term access. Maybe they're thinking, well, you can get in there. The door is wide enough. There's more than enough space. It's that maybe that's what they're thinking when they're hearing the word access instead of understanding when I'm needing to change my child or, you know, when he gets old enough, he can do it himself. How, mm -hmm. how am I going to be able to do that without putting myself on the floor? I, I challenged, I challenged them all in 2020. Um, I challenged them all to go either either uh, go go check out the floor in the bathroom. I challenged them all to go sit on the floor in the bathroom. And if they wouldn't go sit on the floor in the bathroom, they shouldn't expect me to. They're not. They're not going to sit on the floor. No. And Senator Greg Treat would not no more put his daughter on the floor in a bathroom and go down there with her to wrangle her clothes off and get her cold and get her body on on or on that nasty floor. He wouldn't no more do that, but he expects me to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to say, you do have access. That makes me think that they don't, They do they not understand? I feel, I want to say that they don't understand, but then a part of me is like, yes, they do. They do, They understand, but they, they want care. to be negligent to the fact of what they, what they need to do. So mm -hmm. even though they're about to turn out, I'm hoping that there's going to be some major changes that's going to happen. But for right now in 2023, we need to make sure that we're supporting H HB 1038. Yeah. So that way we can let them know, hey, it's not just it's not just Audrey out here doing this for Max Law. It's not just her son. You know, I think if we start calling, we start making appointments to go up there. We have um, I don't know if we need to make a, a spring advocacy day or yes. something of that nature to where we all go and we say, hey, we need support. Even even asking for the media to come out and just to yeah. have a story. We need something because I'm going to con I'm going to uh, Max is going to be at the Capitol tomorrow. We have a scheduled meeting with Senator Michael Brooks. I've asked him for years to hold uh, Senator Treat accountable. And even after the ADA grievances, after the United States Justice complaint, after the political play, after Mickey Dolan stepping off the bill, after it all, I'm asking for accountability. I have a life. I'm an Oklahoman. I'm a taxpaying citizen. And I have volunteered so much of my time for this city, our state, this whole country. And for, for, for so many of them to not even give me time to talk to them. Um, I'm hoping that Senator Brooks tells me that he's going to hold Senator Treat accountable and 
and go ask some questions. And all of our senators should. All yeah. of our senators should be asking the question, why hasn't this barrier been removed? Whenever attorneys got involved nearly two years ago, it was two years, it'll be two years in March that the Oklahoma Disability Law Center and attorneys for the House of Representatives came around a table at the Capitol and they made a plan for temporary accommodations, which every time Max has been at the Capitol, they have not been honored. Mm. They made a plan for a permanent solution that has been ignored. So if you made a plan, why are we not executing the plan? Because Senator Treat believes he's above the law. But, it's called but, willful neglect of duty, and it's an impeachable offense. It would take two-thirds of the Senate to hold him accountable. Oh and they're God. not willing to do it. They're not willing to do it. No, and it's over a $2,300 changing table. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh. So let me, let me, let me, um, let me, let me back up because I, I know I'm getting. It's a lot of information. It, I'm getting emotional. Yes. I yeah. am too. I cried a little bit today. So have you, have you ever had a spring day or spring advocacy day? I've, I've seen a couple of them happen and I've been in one through my um, okra. So I wanted to ask you, have you ever um, created one of those? I, I think we need to, and I, we need to get we need to get a hold of Kevin West. Oklahomans need to reach out to Representative Kevin West. It's Kevin West at okhouse.gov. Oklahomans need to email him tonight and ask him, "Are you going to sit on this bill for the third year in a row? And why are you sitting on that bill?" I want to know. I want him to tell people why he's sitting on that bill. Why he's refusing to put an end to Oklahomans directing other Oklahomans to the restroom floors in this state. Mm -hmm. Why he's refusing to put an end to families like mine resorting to the extreme temperatures out in parking lots. Max is six and a half years old and in kindergarten. He does not need to have his pants off in a car. And I could be, I, the Oklahoma City Police Department could ticket me for indecent exposure. Yes. I have my child naked out in public. So we stay home. That's so We're isolated at home because there is nowhere to go to the restroom anywhere. And it's an issue that other leaders in the city and state have taken on and dealt with. And there's, there's a handful and most of them are in South Oklahoma city. They're playing games with my kid's life with his federal rights mm -hmm. and my life. And it's got to come to an end this year. And and it, it does. And I'm hoping yes. that it does. So we, we need everyone's support. Yeah. Even if you do not live in South Oklahoma City, it doesn't matter. You know, our it's, MAPS 4 planning, our MAPS 4 planning is opening up the Senior Wellness Center over here on the South Oklahoma City and one on the Northeast Oklahoma City. Without an ordinance, without a statute, nothing. The MAPS planning committee they know of the barrier and every building going up this, mm -hmm. this way forward, I have been told, will have an adult size changing table. So the map ordinance. So 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 the maps planning committee is trying. Are, are they trying uh, to do? They're doing good. Okay. They're doing great. They don't even have a building code that they're going off of. They just know whenever a building goes up, 
The ADA coordinator, Keith Wilkinson, he's been in his position for a long time. And whenever the Oklahoma City Convention Center opened up, I called down there. And the first day that building opened up, I asked, well, where would I change my son if he visited the building? And leadership in that building was forced to direct me to the floor in the restroom. And that conversation led me to Tom Anderson, who's a special projects manager for Oklahoma City at the time. He's retired, but he was responsible for the thunder coming. Any city leader knows who Tom Anderson was, and he's a real cool guy. And mm -hmm. he put me in contact with Keith Wilkinson. And Keith Wilkinson said, hey, I've never heard of this issue in my whole life, but now that I see it, it's something that cannot be unseen. And he goes, I'm going to go arm to arm with you on an ordinance for Oklahoma City. And whenever the state handed down all of its changes to all 76 jurisdictions in this in this state, Oklahoma City amended its Oklahoma City Building Code Commission amended how we define a family restroom unanimously. And it will go before the city council. Cornelia, there's a good chance that I'm going to be voting on my own initiative presented to the Oklahoma City Council. And what an honor that would be. You will. We're going to I hope. We're going to change that to you will. Hey, there's Oklahoma. I mean, I could count the Civic Center Music Hall. Right. They didn't need an ordinance. They knew the problem and they made change so that everyone could go to the Civic Center and enjoy their time and not have to leave the building for restroom access. Right. They right. did it because it's the right thing to do. They didn't need a building code. And Map planning, Oklahoma City Convention Center, the PACOM Center. Right. And, and, and they got And the capital doesn't need one either. It's just the point that these few people are malicious. Yep. That's They're playing what. games. We've yeah. got politicians playing really ugly games. Southside politicians playing ugly games with the health and safety of our people. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 um, when you really dive into it, this is just the this is just the surface of it all. Right. You sit and dive into it, me and we talk for hours. I'm writing a book. I'm in chapter twelve. Okay. It's called the fumble. The trouble. The fumble. Oh, the fumble. Oh, okay. Well, the chapter twelve is called the fumble. Okay. Have <laughs> okay. you? And and what what inspired you to write this book? Because I know you have a lot um, that you've gone through with each step here. But what? What inspired you to start writing a book? This work, that it's 2023, mm -hmm. 30, 30, uh, nearly 33 years after the enactment of the ADA, and I'm still fighting for restroom access in this country. Mm -hmm. I've got, we've got politicians wanting to bring back segregated restroom access in our capital. That's what it is. It's yeah. segregated restroom access. The current, currently, the way it is. I have to ask a, an armed Oklahoma Highway Patrolman or a Sergeant at Arms for a key that for the last three times Max has been there and needed access, they haven't been able to find, which is all recorded on my YouTube station. You can go watch how ridiculous those videos those videos are. So they, they still haven't found a key. Mm -mm. So the temporary accommodations that don't even work, they still have this sign. I don't know if you've noticed this sign with our official state seal on it. Let me read it to you. But we have this, this sign that was only supposed to hang up for about a couple weeks until they uh, put the temporary accommodations on their website. Mm -hmm. um, 
Hold on, my dog's barking. It's okay. They just add sound effects to the podcast. We got phones <laughs> ringing and dog barking. It's okay. So I don't know if you saw what the um, what the Science Museum of Oklahoma posted. It just says Universal Changing Station, right? It's a sign. Mm-hmm. And then Bethany Children's Health Center has a sign in their elevator that says larger table changing options are available on the second floor. Private adjustable changing tables available in the gym restrooms. See guest relations for directions. Mm. That's appropriate. Now, this is what's on the doctor of the day room inside our Capitol building with our official state seal with a big blue sign that says notice. It says for access to the doctor of the day room for specialty changing needs. Please see the South or West security stations on the floor or house or Senate sergeant at arms. Okay. And where specialty changing needs. Go see a sergeant at arms with our official state seal on this stupid sign. I've asked that sign to be removed. So nobody else finds it extremely embarrassing and an an eyesore. Well, it, it is. And it, it, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like it puts, um, I don't know, that's not the word I'm looking for. Like it, it makes it seem like you're exposing. That's the yeah. word. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> it makes it so when you find, when you go and you find the sergeant at arms, he or she does not have the key. No. So then what what do I do next according to this sign? I was just up there about six weeks ago and I took a friend with me and uh, we took a tour of the Capitol and um, I I have regrets about taking them up there because um, I I believe that I, I unintentionally subjected them to discrimination and they left the building crying. But I will say that just a few weeks ago, a uh, a person was directed to the floor in the restroom, and it was probably the most shame of anyone that it, that an armed highway patrolman of anyone. Um, we all left that building crying. Oh, my because God. they have they have temporary accommodations that a key is to be placed at that guard station. And that every member that works in that building, one of the things I do whenever I go through all these buildings and I, you know, it's not just putting a table in. It's have you had disability etiquette and awareness training with your employees? Oh, does your front desk, do they know of every, did your front office in a building should know every issue, every corner, every, every accommodation. That right. is their job. They are the face of your building. And for someone to not know where a basic, um, where access to a basic need is, it doesn't look good on the facility. So that I advocate for your front line to know everything, wayfinding, update your accessibility page on your website. And the Capitol has done none of that. The, if you go to the Oklahoma House of Representatives page right now, that cha- changing table is not mentioned. And that's why that sign still hangs up there. That's why, right. And it's been... Over it's two been weeks, two years, and it'll be two years in March. Two years. The yes. attorneys have been involved. The attorneys and they, sat down and said, "There's a barrier 
This is how you're going to remove it. In November, Greg Treat, uh, the Senate, our, our tax dollars fund his attorney to fight this. Oklahomans have spent more money fighting this than it would have cost just to put a table in that building. Put the table in. And Greg Treat is going against his attorney's count, his attorney's advice. And don't you think that that uh, demands the attention of our entire Senate? Uh, it does. Don't you think that all members of our Senate should be made aware? We are funding attorney's fees for our, our pro temp of our Senate, and he is refusing to do what he is told to do. It's a federal rights issue. It's a civil rights issue, and it's called willful neglect of duty. Right. Not just once, but several times. Yes. So, if, so if you are given an order to do this, why are you not executing it? I don't understand. What's well, the pride. Oh, my gosh. Right? These men don't like a woman telling them, you know, anything. Some guys, some men don't like a woman telling them no. That's true. That's true. But you, 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 you need to grow up. <laughs> get past. I don't know, I'm sorry to make it sound like that, but you need to grow up and get past that. Because anybody is that can't thing. put anybody that can't put the people and public health and safety first and foremost before their own personal agenda should not be in public service. If you're letting your personal issues get in the way of your work in a public servant position, you should step aside and let someone else do that job. Amen. I definitely yeah. agree because you're not, you're not doing, you're not helping. All you're doing no. is hurting. That's right. And if you want your legacy or your, um, what's the other word I'm looking for? Um, like your <clears throat> your term to turn out to be like mm -hmm. oh this is the person that was always against things Legacy. and because of a vendetta or just being malicious I mean how is that helping you it's not no and you're not just hurting this family you're hurting other families as well I I, I do understand that that your friend that you took to the the capital you you felt bad because they were crying. And then you also said that someone else was mentioned to uh, referred to go to the bathroom floor to change their child. And I, I, I hate to say this, but it's almost like someone has to experience it in order to understand what you're going through. Yeah. Because you have to feel the level of pain, the embarrassment, um, just everything of having to be directed to go to the floor just because you want to come in and tour the building or just come in there to support or mm -hmm. just even going to any federal building. And like you said, we have millions of dollars in savings. Billions. 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 Sorry, billions with a B. And <laughs> we, we can't even... We can't even put something in here so simple as a universal changing table. You know what? In that video you showed, there's a if if your viewers will go back and watch that video, they can read that sign with our official state seal on it. And they're also gonna that's the doctor of the day room where there's already a plug there. All they'd have to do instead of you'll see that gray table covered in duct tape. You know, that gray table was replaced about six months ago with that pink one. Why is it covered in duct tape? 
Do you think that it med have you ever been in a medical office with a with a table covered in gray duct tape like that? Look, go back and no, I hope I your viewers will go back and look at that video again and pause it and look at all the duct tape on that table. That's the I, table that Senator Treat has been fighting. And it wasn't replaced until I was carrying around a roll of duct tape on a rope on my computer bag up there. Everybody asked me, why are you carrying around a big old roll of duct tape? And it was a way to start up a conversation. I'd invite people down to that room and say, this is the table that Senator Treat is refusing to replace. A $2,200 table because there's a table covered in duct tape in our newly renovated building. So they replaced it with the pink one. And it doesn't move up and down. And Vernelia, do you think that I could lift you out of a wheelchair up onto that table and then safely put you down? No. You know, my paralegal brain, I'm always thinking of liability. Mm -hmm. So when they're expecting people to lift somebody beyond their capacity, that introduces a liability in that building. An adult-sized height-adjustable changing table comes down to make it an easy transition. So Max can literally get on a table on his own, hold the hand control, push himself up. I change his pants. He lowers himself and then gets off of the table into his wheelchair all on his own. I don't even have to touch him. That's the beauty of a height adjustable table. The height adjustable part is for transition, independent transition for the disabled person and safety for the caregiver. I'm six foot one and I've got a 36 inch inseam. My legs are very long. And so when that table comes up, it comes up high so I can help and change him. And then it goes down real low to fit his child size wheelchair and he just scoots on over. But that pink table at the Capitol, there'll be a day I could I could lift him now. I just healed from my third groin muscle. I've had three pulled groin muscles in the last two years. But you don't need to continue to. There's going to be a time where I can't I physically know. lift him at all. My, right. I mean, my my brothers and my dad are six foot six. My my oldest son, my 13 year old son is just an inch shorter than me. And Max is going to be just as big as them. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's just, yeah, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to sustain that. No, you've already been hurt three times. And like you mentioned, that is a liability. So then it makes you wonder, do, are you going to wait until some type of incident happens within your bathroom where a caretaker is injured or their loved one is injured? And then now they have to sue you because well and that table that's in the medical room right now it doesn't have safety rails it doesn't have a safety strap mm -hmm. and a lot of there's there's disabled oklahomans that might have intellectual disabilities and where they um with this they need a safety strap if they're laying on a table that they could fall off of right and they right. that that doesn't have a rail or anything to prevent a fall so we have a couple of we have a couple of homework assignments, Oklahomans. If you are listening, or even if you're not in Oklahoma and you know someone that lives here, you need to share this with them because we need to we need to reach out to our legislators. Session just started yesterday. Governor Stitt already said they have thousands of bills on the dock, right? But this one right here, out of all those other ones. 
I don't even know what the other 999 other ones are. I don't know. But but HB 1038, it needs to be supported. It needs to pass. And you need to speak and use your voice and let them know how you feel about having a universal changing table. It doesn't matter if you don't have a child. Because I don't, I don't have any children. So I know people are like, well, why are you so concerned about this? Well, for one, everyone knows me. I have a passion for advocacy. And I want everyone to have the same rights as everyone else across the board. Wow. And so when you have someone that they, they are speaking and they're needing some help, the Beasley family needs your help and they're not the only family that needs your help. And so it's already started with Max Law. Let's go ahead and get and, and rally behind this family. I'm hoping that we can create a spring advocacy day at the Capitol where we can all come together and support them to have meetings with your uh, your senators, your house representatives, and that way we can be able to talk and have a discussion about how we feel about this. Yeah. It's been two years. Yeah, we she already gave grace to COVID. We understand, but they still time still goes on. Bills yeah. are still being passed, so there's no reason why this bill shouldn't get passed. We have the funds. We need the support. We got to take it step by step. And the first step um, has already been uh, Representative Rosecrans. I want to let y'all know that he is an amazing human being. He has been a, um, a bright light ever since day one. And I remember the first time I ever met him, he made me laugh. And all, there's a lot of them up there that are real stiff. But um, he made me laugh. And I've always remembered how welcome he made me in that building. And I'm so thankful that he took my call one night and offered to take Max's law. Um, but it was it was introduced incorrectly. The tourism bill was introduced and uh, it had to have title stricken. And it was I, I was made aware today that it was approved that Max's law is is correct now. Anyway, there was it was a little stressful moment there for a minute. But the first step after this now, or the next step, is. We Oklahomans need to convince Representative Kevin West that is is deserving of a committee hearing because I don't believe there's one member of his committee that does not support Max's law in year four. So that's the first step is that Oklahomans need to put some heavy pressure on Representative Kevin West. He's out of Moore. He represents South Oklahoma City and Moore residents. And Kevin.West at OKHouse.gov needs to hear from Oklahomans tonight. And then the next step is it'll go to the A and B committee because it's it has a um, has a fiscal impact. And that committee, I believe, is Kevin Wallace. And Kevin Wallace approved. Everyone got uh, it got unanimous support in his committee last year. Well, the tourism bill did, but then when it went to the House floor, Representative Wallace voted against it, and that didn't make any sense to me. And you can watch that committee hearing on my YouTube channel also. So Representative Wallace and Representative West need to be contacted by Oklahomans. And then it deserves unanimous support on the House floor. And once it passes the House floor, then it gets signed. I'm hoping that Senator Brooks is still willing to take on this bill. And if not, I hope we can find another senator that's willing to take it on. And it'll be signed to a committee in the, in the Senate. 
And so we got to put pressure on that committee chair. And that's as far as any of these bills have ever gotten because last year, Senator Paul Rosino killed the bill. But it'll take the same course, the committee and then appropriations and, and budget committee, and then it'll go to the Senate floor. And then go, it has to go to the governor's desk. And I'd really like for it to sit on the governor's desk today so I can get back to my life. It yeah. has demanded a lot of my time and energy away from my family. Anyway, Oklahomans need to reach out to their lawmakers tonight. And thank you so much for letting me have this conversation. You're welcome. You're welcome, Audrey. And this is this is um it's okay for you to be emotional because people need to understand the pain that you're going through. So I don't ever want you to feel like you should not show your emotions because you should, because for before anything else, you are a mom, you're a wife, and you're definitely an advocate leader. I get to see how all these other buildings, all these leaders and all these buildings respond to this issue. And it is nothing like what I've experienced at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Nothing. It is night and day difference. And um, it demands accountability. It does. It's a federal right to have access to a restroom in in a federally funded building. And it is a federal right to have restroom access in a publicly funded building in the state of Oklahoma even in our city. And that's what Keith Wilkinson understood. He told me, he said, I'm going to make sure that every building that goes up in the city or that gets retrofitted in the city has an adult size changing table from here on out. Because I know if you knock on my door, I have to do it anyway. I know that mm-hmm. it's something our lawmakers, even attorneys in our, in our, in our legislature refuse to acknowledge. Hmm. If I can read our Oklahoma state statutes and interpret them, the attorneys that serve our legislators that work as attorneys in their in their day jobs, right? They, should, they understand those. They understand what I'm reading, and they're making a choice. They're making a choice, not they're the act. a choice. Yep, they're making a choice. Well, Miss Miss Audrey, I know that I know that we can talk forever, mm-hmm. and I know I've taken up a lot of your time, and so we we are always in contact. We're always texting and. And somehow we're always meeting up at the same time. I know. Point. And now we're worlds collide all the time. We see each other around all the time now. It's yeah. so odd. <laughs> I hope you'll invite me back on maybe after, um, maybe at the end of the month or in March or something. Yes. Yes. yes I want to come definitely. back. I will definitely. Be. And I want to say um, elections is coming up February 14th. Uh, Miss Audrey Beasley is running for city council. So make sure that you exercise your right to vote. Go out and vote, okay? Yeah. I, I know I can't, by law, tell you who to vote for, but... Just go vote. Everybody just get out and vote. vote. Yes, <laughs> just go vote. And I'm, I'm, I'm wishing you lots of blessings and positive vibes on your journey. Um, and I'm hoping that everything will play like it's supposed to. And it's going to do what it needs to do for next week. Um, and it will ease your mind and anxiety and worries, and you you will understand the path and the journey that you're on because you always have clarity. Yeah. 
I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you always receive clarity in everything that you do. Thank you. So before we, before we go, I want to say these little bit, and then I'm going to play the video again that she mentioned. Because if you missed the beginning of the, the um, video, I'm going to show it again. Uh, so that way you can see and pay attention to what she mentioned in this mm -hmm. segment. Um, so I do appreciate you again for coming on. Don't forget everyone to follow Share the Tea with V on all social media channels. Remember to be intentional, insightful, and impactful in everything that you do. And until I see you next week on Share the Tea Tuesdays, please stay blessed and stay safe. Thank you, Audrey, again. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much.